Welcome to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I am your host, Karen Litzy, coming to you live today from right here at TalkingAlternative.com in a very chilly New York City, really probably our coldest day thus far, definitely feeling like fall here in the city, which is, you know, just to plug New York City, if you're thinking about coming to New York City, now is the time. This is the best time to be in the city. Um, Anyway, I just want to thank you all for tuning in. And, uh, you know, like I said, we're in the month of October, and a lot of people know October to be Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and and my show next week is certainly going to address that. I'll get into that a little bit later in the show. But what a lot of people may not know is that October is also Physical Therapy Month. So if you've listened to this show in the past, you know that I am a physical therapist, and I love sharing with all of you listeners all the great things that physical therapists can do, and that, you know, we're much more than just a uh, someone to put a hot pack in a cold pack on someone or just to do some uh, exercises with someone. So I really like to use the show to promote the profession of physical therapy, to talk about all of the research physical therapists are doing into a lot of different topics, uh, my particular interest in pain, but also to, to talk about the different venues in which physical therapists can work and in which physical therapists are are uh, valued and and very important. So today's show is no different. Um, As you all know, the London Olympics was just this past summer in 2012. And a big part of what helps to make these Olympic teams uh, succeed is the help they get from their physical therapist. So today on the show, I have a fellow physical therapist who was part of the healthcare team for the Olympic team of Canada. So I'm very, very uh, happy to have him on the show. And we're going to talk all about uh, how he... Uh, got to do this fun stuff. I mean, most physical therapists would love to go to the Olympics and be a, a great support for their for their team, regardless of which country you're listening from right now. Um, so today, my guest is physical therapist George Demarakos, and I really hope I said that name correctly. Uh, George holds his physiotherapy degree from McGill University. Uh, in in 2001 in athletic therapy in 1994 he's a certified pilates instructor he has extensive experience including with professional athletes including working with the Montreal Canadiens hockey team from the NHL uh, numerous Canadian tennis championships in Montreal the Athens Olympic Games in 2004 and like I just said the London Olympic Games in 2012 He's worked with a variety of Hollywood celebrities as well as professional and Olympic athletes. And he is also the director of the MAA Sports Medicine Clinic in downtown Montreal, Canada. So, George, thanks for taking the time out today on what is Canadian Thanksgiving. Am I correct? You're absolutely correct. And yeah. thank you for having me on your show, Karen. Anytime, anytime. So, you know, George and I uh, sort of connected through Twitter and, and Facebook. So, you know, thank God for social media. And they've uh, brought some really great guests to this show. So I'm very thankful for both Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and all, all that kind of stuff. So, so George, like you probably heard it, 
when I was kind of describing what the show was about and trying to show physical therapists in different arenas and in different uh, settings. And I think to be part of an Olympic team is is a very kind of special thing. It obviously it only happens every four years. Well, the Summer Olympics. Um, so what what was it about the Olympics that really piqued your interest to get involved? I always had an interest to uh, apply for the Olympics, something really special, and it's something that is just uh, should be experienced uh, by everybody once in their lives. It's an uh, amazing, overwhelming experience. And how does it work? How do you get to be a part of this medical team or healthcare team that travels with the Olympians? Well, there's actually two ways uh, to do it. One, if you're with the medical team of a specific sport mm-hmm. that you've been with for a while, or the way that uh, I applied, and that is from the actual website, the Olympics.org website. Okay. And it can is this specific to Canada or no? It's no? specific uh, to uh, absolutely everybody in okay. the world. Uh, so Olympics.org, and you apply uh, for the venue that you'd like mm-hmm. uh, for the that you'd like, and then it's separated into two categories: a medical and non-medical. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, for myself, under medical, uh, once you apply for that, there's certain questions and certain forms that you have to fill out. Sure. Uh, but the most important thing that they ask is uh, languages, and that is uh, having uh, English uh, and, and French and a couple of other ang- uh, sorry, languages will actually help you be chosen. Oh, that makes sense. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Uh, you see, if a... If a athlete comes in and is not speaking English or speaks Spanish and you're a French therapist, you can't really help that person. Right, right. But if you possess all these languages, it could really, really help you. Okay, Um, that makes sense. The other thing that I found a little bit surprising was the availability that you uh, give uh, to the Olympic organization. There's actual people that say, well, I'm only available from Wednesday to Friday, from 5 to 7 o'clock, and after that I'm not available. Mm. For people like us, we would say, um, you know, you guys go ahead and make uh, the schedule. Sure. Yeah, if you really want to be a part of the Olympics, you kind of, you know, have to be able to be flexible. That's exactly it. You are basically saying, you guys tell us schedule, and we will be there for you. And they actually appreciate it a lot. So the way I do it was going to the Olympics website. It'll actually help you and guide you on how to do the application. And I guess, so you apply, you go to the Olympics. Is there anything, do you have to do any sort of work with the Olympians before you go? Not necessarily. I was chosen to go uh, for tennis. Uh-huh. At Wimbledon, yes, I had my background experience, but that isn't the most uh, important thing. They'll definitely look at your degrees and your licenses and your courses mm-hmm. once they do the review. And then they ask you, uh, what's your three favorite sports? And that's when you put them in, uh, you know, from the, from the best to the, to the least likely. They like, to me, I'm 10 fast for, oh my gosh, over a space for years. So I've worked in tennis, and that was actually the choice for me. Great. And, uh, you know, before we get into, 
you know, what your experience was like, because we really want to talk about that. That's really the fun stuff. We're going to take a quick commercial break. So when we come back, we're going to talk all about what the experience was like and and how being a physical therapist in that setting, let's say, differs from your work and in your outpatient clinic. So uh, stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. Are you fed up with talking points rhetoric? Everywhere you turn, it's left or right spin, ideology, no reality. In fact, it's ideology over intellect. No more. It's time for the truth. Join me, Larry Sharp, a.k.a. The Neo Sage, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11 Eastern, for the Ivory Tower radio program. In the Ivory Tower, we'll discuss what's important to you, society, politics, business, and family. It's provocative talk for the realist and the skeptic who want to know what's really going on, what does it mean, and what can be done about it. So gain special access to the Ivory Tower and listen to me, Larry Sharp, your Neosage, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11, New York time. Go to ivorytowerradio.com for details. That's ivorytowerradio.com. The Ivory Tower is a great place to visit for both entertainment and education. Listen in, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11. It will make you smarter. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and I'm joined today by fellow physical therapist, George Demarakos. And like I said before, October is Physical Therapy Month, so we're going to have a couple of physical therapists on this month to kind of celebrate that. And today we're talking about George's experience being a physical therapist in the London 2012 Summer Olympics, which is something I know I would like to be a part of. Now I know how to do it, going to olympics.org and applying. Um, But, uh, you know, what George said in the first segment, and it's really something that everyone should try to experience once in their life because apparently it's just a great thing to do. So now in this segment, we want to talk about what that experience was like. So 
so George, go ahead and, and kind of let us know, I guess, what was the experience like? What, what were some of the high points, low points, etc.? Oh my gosh, where to start? Um, it's an amazing experience. Uh, some, first of all, I can tell you all the things that you get. You definitely get uh, uniforms, the polo shirts, uh-huh. shirts, the hats, the umbrellas, the running shoes, um, the passes. You also get that I think not a lot of people know. You get uh, access to the opening games, uh, technical rehearsal, the Uh ceremony or the practice session before anybody else would see it. Nice. So you were there a couple of days before sitting in the stands, and you actually get to see the opening ceremonies. Oh, cool. Very cool. So uh, in terms of with people, they're, they're just amazing people really wanting to help you and really making your life so much easier. In terms of the therapist, you have to put it in your mind that you are treating elite athletes, but they are athletes as if they're your patients. Mm-hmm. So you uh, will go through the standard procedure of doing your history and evaluation, and they, um, they really listen to you. They, uh, you know, it goes really well. Right. You have good, good patient compliance in that uh, group Absolutely. of people, right? Absolutely. So much easier. Uh, they, they are there to get better and to win, so they're there to listen to you. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, fantastic. Oh, boy. Uh, what else could I... It is, you know, it, it is uh, almost a sin to say that one would not apply to go to something like this. Uh-huh. Uh, it is the people that you meet, uh, the things that you get to do is just... It's through the roof. And how did this differ? How did the London Olympics differ from the Athens Olympics in 2004? Uh, I think they're primarily similar. Uh-huh. Um, but it's, um, I would say that the London Games were a lot more organized, a lot more specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, uh, the joke is that people from the U.K., Australia, U.S., and Canada work on the same lines together. Uh-huh. Uh, and so in terms of the structure, it was really well done. There wasn't too many technical mistakes. So I think London must have learned from Athens in terms of how to do things properly. Right, right. And and let's go into, you know, you were working with the tennis team, correct? That's, that's correct. And when you're there, what are the most common injuries you're seeing and are you able to, you know, effectively manage those patients to get them back to playing, which maybe sometimes it's that day or the next day? You know, you don't have the luxury of a six-week sort of uh, treatment period. That's right. Uh, the, the players are the only players that you can uh, think of, and they were getting treated maybe three times a day mm. before oh, their okay. practice, after their practice. Uh, before their game, most of the injuries were knees, ankles, and believe it or not, a couple of low back mm. or shoulders when they're serving, and mm-hmm. they would uh, overturn their, their shoulders or sprain their shoulders. So you don't have that much time um, to kind of fix them up. You right. try to do the best that you can if there's anything that you can do to help them further mess. Uh, and afterwards, they come right back uh, to the clinic, and uh, we keep uh, patching them up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you have sort of a physical clinic there, like That's on-site? Right. There's, yes, there's, sorry, there's a, a polyclinic there that all the athletes will come in. Uh-huh. Uh, once they finish their games or their practices, we all have their files on them, and they will just uh, come in and we'll reevaluate them and mm-hmm. do the necessary treatments with the ultrasounds, with the ice, the manual therapy, the mm-hmm. exercises, 
And the funny thing is that they, uh, irregardless of who they are, whether it's a Roger Federer, a Venus Williams, Serena Williams, in there they are considered as your patient, and they just listen to you, and Mm -hmm. you go ahead, and it's really nice. And, you know, when you are working, are you working specifically for the Canadian team? Uh, no. No. When, oh, I apply, okay. when you do the, uh, through the Olympics organization, uh-huh. you're actually chosen as an international person. So oh. the theory is that you are selected as a therapist for countries that might not have a physical therapist. Okay. That's the theory, but in practicality, every person that comes in, it's first player gets treated by first uh, therapist. Right, right. So more first come, first serve type exactly. of thing. Exactly. And then will that patient then stick with you throughout the games? Primarily, Yes, unless I am treating another patient and that person needs treatment right away before they go and they practice. Okay. We we all have files on them, so we'll be in the chain. Okay. And now one thing I didn't notice on a lot of the tennis players that uh, was obvious in sort of our beach volleyball players, especially in Beijing, Mm -hmm. um, was the kinesio tape. Yeah. So you're not really seeing that on the tennis players. You're not going to see that that much. Um, certain players have preferences. They don't like to have the tape on them, mm-hmm. or we do put the tape on them, but it's kind of hidden through their pants or through their shorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do different uh, techniques. But in reality, when they're coming in maybe uh, three times a day, every single day, uh, unless it's really severe and they absolutely need it or else they cannot play, mm-hmm. uh, they won't uh, ask for the tape or they'll refuse the tape. So we'll have to do, use another method. Right. And and for those of you listening who are unfamiliar with, you know, we're talking about this kinesio tape. So uh, during the Olympics, especially in Beijing and, and certainly in London, you saw it as well. The kinesio tape was that sort of multicolored tape that you saw crisscross and all different patterns all over people. Um, it was mainly uh, Carrie Walsh who won the beach volleyball uh, for the women for the U.S. In Beijing, she had that tape all over her. That's right. And I think it really popularized that tape. And then that's obviously a discussion for another show, the tape itself. But um, so it's not sort of a the tape is not like a one size fits all. Someone comes in with shoulder pain, you tape them up and send them out. That's right. It's really specific to their injury and what position you're trying to not get them to go into. Right. That's what the tape is there to, to hold them in that position. Right, right, right. And I guess when you are, uh, now you obviously have in your background, athletic training background, mm-hmm. how important is that, was that to you in this type of sort of fast-paced setting? It's very important because it's part of your toolbox, but you have to also know when to use it and when not to use it, or if there's alternate ways to get to the results that you'd like to get. Mm-hmm. You also have to take into account what the player uh, is comfortable with or not comfortable with. So it's great to have it. Uh, I think I actually did it on one or two players, but it would be underneath the, the shorts where you can't really see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that methodology doesn't work, then you have to go to something else in your toolbox. Right, right. So it's not, but that's not a prerequisite to be no, part of it. No, not at all. Right, it, right, It's right. really strapping to help the patient uh, do certain movements, but mm-hmm. you can use anything you like to basically help them get out the court. Sure, sure. And I guess, what is the biggest difference between how you work in the Olympics and how you work at your clinic in Montreal? Oh, the biggest difference would be uh, that person has to get better within an hour or two hours at least in functional playing time right. uh, in order to do their match. 
Uh, whereas with someone else, like you alluded to before, it can take one week, two weeks, or six weeks to rehabilitate. So during an actual tournament, primarily it's going to be the band-aiding. You want to help them uh, go ahead and play. Mm -hmm. uh, after the matches, you can do a lot more in terms of the rehab until they play the next day. But it's really the speed. Mm -hmm. But I think the super tickets that are really beyond shows. Oh, I'm sorry. Could you say that again? That kind of broke up a little bit. Sure. I was just saying that you really have to be on your toes sure. uh, and really got to do things uh, pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. So you kind of have to really know your anatomy, know what the function of what yeah. they have to do during their matches. Oh, absolutely. You have to uh, have done some research, at least on how tennis uh, works. And uh, and at that level, you have to know all the serves and the slices and sure. the backhands and bending of the knees and, and moving your arms. So, yeah, you got to know the anatomy and the history pretty cold. Right, right, right. It's not just like, well, I've seen someone. I mean, you've worked with tennis players in the past, so this is yeah. sort of your thing. Oh, yes, but the way I like to see things, whether it's a tennis player, I actually did work two days with badminton. It's pretty oh. close to the, yeah, to the yeah, tennis. Yeah. But the, my philosophy is you're working with a human being who wants to be able to do something or wants to be functional and cannot do it. Uh -huh. So what can you do to help that individual uh, be able to do that movement? Sure, sure, which is, I think, a great way to look at it. So, you know, regardless of what sport they're playing, you just look at that person sort of as a whole and what, what movements and what actions do they need to do to complete their job, That's essentially. That's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. All right. And on that, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about some advice you may give to PTs. And then I also want to talk more about technology and physical therapy and the app that you're working on. So we'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Join the Metaphysical Center of New Jersey and the Association for Higher Awareness for two exciting events this fall, live just minutes from New York City in Pompton Plains, New Jersey. Dr. Judith Orloff will address her bestseller, Emotional Freedom, and Greg Braden will discuss his latest book, Deep Truth, Living on the Edge. Are you ready for 12-21-12? Save the dates. Judith Orloff, October 18th, and Greg Braden, November 9th and 10th. For early bird tickets, visit metaphysicalcenterofnewjersey.org or ahanj.net. Hi, I'm Dana. And I'm Don. We, we are, are certified, certified mediators. mediators. And I am a family and couples licensed therapist and author of Please Don't Buy Me Ice Cream. Our show, New Beginnings, is about helping you and your family recover financially and emotionally and start the beginning of your life. We'll answer your questions on divorce, family court, co-parenting, personal development, new relationships, blending families, and more. Dana and I will bring you to a place of empowerment and belief that even though marriages may end, families are forever. Join us every Monday starting September 10th at 10 a.m. on TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
Welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I am your host, Karen Litzy. I'm joined today by fellow physical therapist, George Demarakos, and we are talking about his experience in uh, the London Olympics this past summer in 2012. He was also part of the Olympic team in Athens in 2004. Um, So I guess, George, what is your best advice to another physical therapist Interested, number one, interested in getting to the Olympics or being a part of the Olympic healthcare team. And then, if you are accepted, going to the Olympics and working with this population. Okay. Well, I think that the number one thing is um, people's desire to want to go does not match their minds of uh, thinking that they can go. So I think it's a big myth. Everyone should apply for it. If you really want to do it, the only person who's going to stop you really is you. Mm-hmm. So I would say to go ahead and um, apply on the Olympics.org uh, under the medical. If you already know what city or what, uh, for example, the next one in summer will be in Rio. Right. Uh, you join their newsletter. You can do it even starting today, even though it's a while from now. Mm-hmm. And the newsletter will actually tell you when you can go ahead and officially apply. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, you're going to either go through a Skype interview or through the phone interview, which is about 45 minutes long, to which they're going to ask you different questions. Uh, what are your likes or dislikes? What would you do in certain situations? Okay. What sports would you like to do? Uh, all that. And they'll try to kind of get a, a clear picture of you. Um, and then after that, uh, I think the, the biggest thing is, uh, having a place also to stay will help, but they will also be able to give you a uh, place uh, to stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, uh, it is, uh, I am almost afraid to say it, but it's easier than one thinks uh-huh. to apply. They, I, I remember at the London uh, Games, there were at times uh, places to be filled and there were no therapists. Wow. that they would actually need. So the concept of individuals having, oh, well, they're only going to choose just the best, that's primarily for the athletes. Don't get me wrong, they do pick the best, and they do have to see your CVs and your sure. curriculums and the courses that you've taken. But uh, eventually it's really your enthusiasm and, and your volunteering and, and your willingness to go there and to help out that uh, it's going to basically get you to go there. And... You know, you've, you've been to the Olympics in Athens, like mm-hmm. I said, and in London. Now, first time, first day, it must be a little <laughs> overwhelming. It you know, really so, is. So what sort happens. of advice do you give? You know, you are in the tennis area. What if you have, you know, 15 athletes coming in at one time? Well, the thing is that they're pretty well uh, stocked at the time, especially in the beginning. They have about 10 or 12 therapists. Okay. I For the London uh section of the tennis, I was, I think, the only one uh, North American that wow. was there. There was private, well, the joke was uh, when one London person would ask another person, where are you from? And they'd say, oh, I'm not from London. Where are you from? Well, I'm from Manchester. 
uh, the joke's like, no, guys, you're still in the U.K. And so right. they'd ask me, oh, I'm just across the pond in Montreal. And said, so, oh, my gosh. So I was the real foreigner uh-huh. from, uh, from the whole group. Um, but other than that, I, I would say that even though we're across the pond, we all have the same skills. We all know what we're talking about. If we're going to do a McConnell tape job, we all know what that means. Sure. If we're going to do a stretching of a quads, we all know what that means. It's not that it's that foreign. Right, right, right. And is there collaboration amongst the therapists while you are there? Oh, absolutely. The, the whole point is to help uh, the patient get better, the client or the player get better, the athlete get better. So if there is something that's really complicated, the mm-hmm. therapist can ask the doctor or can ask uh, the other medical personnel there, can you come and take a look? I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. It's really a multidisciplinary uh, team that they bring together. Great. So there are physicians there and everything as yeah. well as the, as therapists? Uh, physicians, massage therapists. Uh, physiotherapists, and after that, if, uh, you know, any other allied health professional is needed, mm-hmm. they can call them in. But primarily it was uh, medical doctors, physiotherapists, and massage therapists. And do the athletes have to see the medical doctor first, or can they go straight into the PT? Um, they can go straight into the PT unless it's a real emergency, and yeah. that is asked by uh, whether it's the coach or you can tell. And, you know, sometimes it happens that the player will just come in and see you, and from your training and from your instincts, you know this is a serious problem, mm-hmm. kind of above and beyond your, your scope of practice. So you'll just, the doctor's right there, so you can just say, hey, can you just come on in and just take a look at this? I just right. want to really be sure. Once the doctor says, okay, we think it's a tendonitis or this or that, then the triage or the protocol is taken. Mm-hmm. And do they have, do you have at your disposal things like uh, x-rays, MRIs, that kind of stuff? Is that immediately on site? Uh, yes, at least for the tenants, we did have it on site. If there's something that is uh, a little bit more advanced that is needed, mm-hmm. uh, then they'd have to go to the hospital, put in the emergency uh, vehicles that were all stationed around. But for the most case, uh, we had practically everything there. So wow. everything is supplied. It's basically you're walking into a clinic like your own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they'll have the, the TENS units and the ultrasound units and the beds and the tapes and, and almost anything you can think of. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have to say that at least with the American teams, they were the most completely uh, well-developed. Uh, they had everything. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. So when if there was a specific tape that I would need and I would look in the cupboard and it wasn't there, I'd basically uh, go on to my American colleague and say, oh, can I, do you have that? And I'd say, of course. And uh-huh. say, oh, you take that and go ahead and use it. Now, did the American team come with their own therapist? Um, there's, with tennis, it's actually certain players have their own therapist. They have their own, yeah. But there is what's called the ATP, which is the Associated Tennis uh, Players and the WTA, which is the Women's Tennis Association, mm-hmm. they have their own therapists oh, that okay. travel with them all the time. Okay. So they primarily know the players and they know what they're missing. Now, if one of the players comes to you and you're not quite sure, you can always ask them and they'll say, oh, yeah, say Venus needs uh, that or right, right, uh, Roger right. needs that. Or, right, right. Okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, you know, this is obviously something you would highly recommend Absolutely. To, to any physical therapist. And it sounds like you do have a good support staff while you're there, a good support system. So you, it, it might 
seem from the outside that you might be left alone. And right. It's absolutely not true. There's a complete infrastructure created so that you are basically enjoying yourself. You're mm -hmm. enjoying treating the players. You're enjoying the surroundings. You're enjoying the different uh, accents and the different people mm -hmm. and different philosophies. But there's no way that you get that sense of you're stranded in a forest with no with right. no nothing and become a magician. Right. And are you there all day each day? Well, no. Everybody has a schedule. Okay. For example, my schedule was more at nighttime. I would start at one o'clock and. Sometimes I would finish at midnight, and uh -huh. taking the tube at 1 in the morning uh, was a little bit of an experience yeah. <laughs> when you're dressed up in your uniform and sure. people are looking at you on the metro. But other than that, uh, you have two days off, uh, and every other day you have, your, you have your schedule. Nice, nice. So it sounds like, you know, for any physical therapist that's listening who is interested in doing this, uh, say again where they can go. It's olympics.org. Olympics.org. Uh, to which it's going to then show all the cities. So Sochi and Russia is mm -hmm. already up. Rio is already up. And I think every city that's been announced has already been up. If you click on that um, picture, for example, I'll pick Rio, uh, it'll tell you, okay, if you want to be part of the medical team, then sign up for the newsletter, and we will give you the information as it becomes available. Mm -hmm. So probably in a couple of years from now, you signed up from now, they'll tell you, okay, well, the application begins in earnest in the month of November, so please send us the following uh, information. Right. Great. So for anyone listening out there, any physical therapists who would like to be part of this uh, great Olympic experience, uh, I guess the bottom line is don't be afraid. You won't be alone when you're there and do it. Absolutely. Please apply. I, I actually got in trouble with my wife the first time I came back from <laughs> Athens because the first words out of my mouth was, I got to go to another Olympic, uh -huh. to which I got barred from going to another <laughs> one, to going to Beijing. Going to but Beijing. I was able to go to the London one. Nice. But uh, I would absolutely, without a doubt, say to everybody, if you really want to go, go ahead and apply. Let them say no to you. Don't say no yourself. Right. Great. And we're going to be right back, uh, and we're going to talk about the app you're creating. So everyone, Great. stay tuned. TalkingAlternative.com Hi, this is Nancy Tatro from Speak Spin Radio. Speak Spin Radio is an exploration of the world of communication, how it happens and how to make it better, because the quality of your communication has a direct impact on the quality of your life. Tune in Mondays at 2 p.m. on TalkingAlternative.com, where I'll be interviewing experts from business, academia, the arts, and new thought. Join me Mondays at 2 p.m. and get all your communications questions answered on Speak Spin Radio. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com. How's your game? Want to improve your performance, focus, and motivation? Then you need Aspire Athletic Consulting. 
Stop second-guessing yourself. Move your game to the next level. Bring back the fun of the sport. Help your child build confidence and self-esteem through sports. Contact Dale at Aspire Athletic Consulting for a free 15-minute power session to get unstuck today. Your greatest athletic performance is just a phone call away at 801-604-0294 or visit aspireconsulting.vpweb. Motivational coaching for athletic excellence. Aspire to greatness. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart right here on TalkingAlternative.com. I'm your host, Karen Litzy, joined today by fellow physical therapist George Demarakos. We were talking about his Olympic experience as a physical therapist, but now we're going to sort of shift gears. Uh, still, of course, talking about physical therapy. Um, but moving more into the technology world, and I'm seeing more and more physical therapists really taking an active part in uh, using technology to help patients and and to help the general public. So, uh, George, you are working on an app. Yeah. So right. let's talk about it. So let the let the listeners in on what this app is and and what it's all about. Sure. My app is going to be called uh, Fix My Shoulder, and it's going to be primarily as a self-help guide for people with shoulder problems. Once it gets diagnosed from the doctor that they have a shoulder tendonitis, what are exercises that they can do that will make it better versus exercises that will make them actually worse? Mm-hmm. Uh, what exercise can you do in the gym? What's going to help or, or not help? What is? Would you put a bag of ice on an injury? Would you put a bag of heat mm-hmm. and why? So it's really... Uh, the whole point of it is it's written for the everyday person okay. and, and not uh, primarily for the academic individual. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, let's, let's take an example. So I went to the doctor and the doctor said that, you know, I have rotator cuff tendinitis. Mm-hmm. Well, so first, now, uh, go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, one of my pet peeves, I think, as a physical therapist is when people come in and they say I have rotator cuff tendinitis. Right. Um, and I and think you first, probably feel the same way, so go uh, ahead. Absolutely. I, I think my biggest thing is to empower the actual patient or the client reading that. For example, what does the actual word tendonitis mean mm-hmm. versus, you know, just a tendonitis of everything? Uh, do you put, uh, like I said, the ice or the heat? And why does the person have tendonitis? Uh, what exercise do you do? For me, primarily, it's it's more of an imbalance issue, whereas you've got to strengthen really your external rotators versus your internal rotators. Mm-hmm. So I go through all that information and just an explanations. I provide videos in terms of exercises nice. for someone to be done because my biggest pet peeve is when a patient leaves and said, I don't know, my 
uh, physiotherapist said something. I have no idea what they said, but <laughs> it's the physiotherapist or it's the doctor, so okay, I'll just do whatever they say. Right. I want them to actually say, my physical therapist said I have a tendon. And I said, now I understand why. Right. Because it's this where I pulled that muscle or that muscle is too strong and that muscle is not strong enough. Right, and a lot of people think the rotator cuff is one muscle. Uh, exactly that. And so, so I think just letting people in on the anatomy of everything... Exactly of that. It is not so one muscle. It is four muscles. Yeah. App, there is an anatomy section explaining the, the four muscles of the rotator cuff, a bit of the physiology, uh-huh. and a bit of movements of what type of joint your shoulder is, but really basic, uh, easy yeah. to understand uh, language so that the person say, oh, yeah, okay, now I understand what a tendonitis is, and that whenever that term is used, they'll understand that it's not just to be thrown out, but now they kind of understand what it is. Right, right. And I think a lot of people at times can kind of make light of a tendonitis because, oh, it's just a tendonitis, you know, but they don't realize that a tendonitis can, you know, maybe evolve into a tendinosis, which is a little more serious and a little bit harder to treat. Exactly. It's just when people come in, for example, and say, I got shin splints and they're not even pointing to their shin (laughs) or I have sciatica and it's not sciatica. So (laughs) that's why I try to empower uh, my patients so that they really understand difference between tendonitis or a tendinosis right. so, or what's really been pulled or is there scar tissue or there isn't anything. So I'm not here to diagnose. It's really as a complementary guide okay. to what the physician has written. Okay. And, you know, do you have those worries that the app could turn into something, well, you know, like something that a patient can self-diagnose? Well, that's absolutely, that's actually on my mind all the time. Mm -hmm. So uh, it always begins with a a disclosure of saying this is not for uh, an evaluation. The evaluation can only be done by the doctor. It's Mm -hmm. more of a definition base that if the doctor says, you know, it's a tendonitis rotator cuff and it's specific, then you can do these exercises. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're not sure, you always have to refer back to your physician. Sure. And what other types of diagnoses are you working on? I'm working this? primarily for this app, it would be the shoulder. And if this goes well, then I'll branch it out to other joints. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mostly, like you said, the tendonitis, the tendinosis, um, and from uh, the pulls, and all those simple terms, nothing uh, complicated, mm-hmm. and primarily go into the exercise base because that's where I'd like to really focus on. Okay, great. And how does one go about developing an app? Oh, boy. That, I think that's, that's the question, you know. because that, That's a little process. Yeah. Uh, there are individuals that you can find uh, on websites to develop uh, apps. Uh, for myself, personally, I am lucky enough to have uh, someone in the industry that is helping me develop that. Uh, that go ahead and they say, listen, okay, we'll go ahead and, and do that for you. Um, but it, it, it's a costly uh, thing. It's, from what I understand, it's about $5,000 to develop mm. the app that, uh, that I'm trying to, to put there. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I said, everyone has different prices and they all have different methods. I right. would say if you were really up to developing your own app, that would be the first thing. You'd probably Google that. And uh, if you find a company that's near you or off the website that they can give you competitive prices, mm-hmm. then uh, that would be a way to do it. Right. So, again, it's not a, a big sort of scary, hard thing to do. It, 
it's not. I am not a technical guy. Yeah. I'm a, more of a health guy. But no, it's it's not. It's really you just got to start the process, get your information down, make sure it's been backed up, make sure people of have course. read it, and make sure that you know it's the real that it's thing. valid and reliable right. and everything. And yeah, that's right. And you have your fact checkers, and of you, course. I've actually given it to about three or four doctors, uh, about four or five physiotherapists, yeah. and I keep telling them, please find the mistakes. Right. Uh, as much as you can. I, you know, uh, for me, the, the passion of doing this app is um, every single day people come in and they ask for the advice. And I'm thinking to myself, well, how can I reach out to other people mm-hmm. to help them with really the simple, basic uh, stuff? Or what, you know, the x-ray versus an MRI. Do you mm-hmm. put ice or heat? Nothing of the complicated stuff. There's no way we can put our profession uh, in a book and say, here, read this, and you're of a therapist. Right. But it's something to basically empower the individual. Right. And, and you know, uh, last week, I guess, last weekend, mm-hmm. I was in Quebec City uh, to hear David Butler speak. Mm-hmm. And the one for the IFOMPT conference, the International Federation of Manipulative Physical Therapists, yeah. IFOMPT, yeah. So uh, one of the things that he is a, a huge proponent of is patient education and empowering that patient and giving them that knowledge of what's going on within their own bodies. And that, you know, that coupled with your physical therapy treatment or with exercise or just simple movements can go a long way in treating that patient's pain and in, and really helping them to understand what's going on with their bodies if something were to happen in the future. I think that he's absolutely right, and I think we all have that uh, inherent thing that we want to basically teach our patients. I personally, if I have not taught my patient what their injury is, and they have left and they said, thank you, George and all, and I haven't done that, I actually feel like I failed my patient. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there's no point of them going home and saying, well, just do these exercises, but I have no idea. But if they actually know where you're going to go and what their injury is, they're actually much more compliant to doing the exercise, and they're going to get better. Sure, sure. And I think that's where physical therapists were kind of in a unique position to really help out our patients and help out the general public. Absolutely. By by sharing our knowledge and giving out that information, because I don't know how it is in Canada, but I know a lot of times when patients go to the doctor, you know, the doctors are very fully booked and they're mm-hmm. seeing a lot of patients within the hour. And and a lot of times patients will leave the doctor and come back and they'll say, I have no idea what just happened. <laughs> I don't I have happens a lot. You know, I don't know. I have no idea. Like what the doctor said that I have this frozen shoulder or adhesive capsulitis and I don't, I don't even know what that is. Well, I try to take the benefit of a doubt for the doctor is very busy or some of the doctors that I work with might say, okay, this is what you actually have. In terms of the details and the explanation, George will go ahead and explain that to right. you and take the time to do it so it's not the lack of knowledge. Unfortunately or fortunately, some doctors will go into that extra step to go ahead and explain to the patient so that they leave and say, yeah, I understand. So, right. Uh, I guess it would be our jobs to go into much more detail right. to explain it to them. Right, because a lot of times as a physical therapist, we actually can see the patient for a half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour. Again, I don't know what it's like up in Canada. It's the same thing for us, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think a lot of times when patients go to the doctor, the doctor may sit and explain in everything, and when they leave, they're so, they're so sort of worked up about going to the doctor mm-hmm. that they didn't take anything in. 
Well, absolutely. And you know what? I don't know if you experience it, Karen, but that sometimes happens with me that you think the patient has understood, but then when they leave, they just remember their oh, exercises. Sure. To which I say, look, if you have any questions, if you're not sure, here's my card, here's my email. Right. At any time you write to me. If you want to write on the weekend, you can write in the morning and night. I want to be able to help right. you get right. better. Yeah, and I think... You know, one one last point, and we're going to have to take a commercial, but I think also using different multimedia presentations, so something like an app or like pictures, I think that's going to help to reinforce the education that you give the patient during your sessions. So. Absolutely. Education is the key. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And on that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, um, we'll just, George, I just want you to kind of give the listeners uh, some takeaway points from, from today's conversation. So we'll be sure. right back. Talking Alternative Radio. 24 hours a day. Join the Metaphysical Center of New Jersey and the Association for Higher Awareness for two exciting events this fall, live just minutes from New York City in Pompton Plains, New Jersey. Dr. Judith Orloff will address her bestseller, Emotional Freedom, and Greg Braden will discuss his latest book, Deep Truth, Living on the Edge. Are you ready for 12-21-12? Save the dates. Judith Orloff, October 18th, and Greg Braden, November 9th and 10th. For early bird tickets, visit metaphysicalcenterofnewjersey.org or ahanj.net. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I'm your host, Karen Litzy. I'm joined today by fellow physical therapist George Demarakos calling in from Montreal, Canada on his happy Thanksgiving on Canada, uh, Thanksgiving in Canada. Um, so, George, l- let's just kind of wrap things up here. So what I'd like to know from you are what are some points that you'd like the listeners to take away from, from the uh, conversation today? 
Well, the first thing uh, I want to say is really to thank you for having me on your show. Oh, sure. It's amazing shows like this that uh, uh, people like myself get to actually speak about my experience at the Olympics and about my apps and all the, the great things that we're trying to go ahead and create. So I really have to thank you for that. In terms of the app, the app should be coming out uh, on iTunes in January or so, and it's going to be called Fix My Shoulder, and a couple of months after that it should be coming on the uh, Google uh, site too. So I am most definitely uh, open to questions and comments or anything to that. I have uh, my own website too. It's well, my name, georgedemiracos.com, uh, with uh, any questions or concerns, I'd love to. Uh, and that's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Absolutely. Great. Um, there's a lot of articles that I've written already, so if people want to get some more information. Uh, in terms of the Olympics, I would just tell people, please go ahead and apply. If that is your dream, if that is something that you really want, go ahead. Let other people tell you not to because you'd be doing the biggest disservice to yourself uh -huh. if you don't go ahead uh, and do that. So, and uh, and just to, to follow up, it's georgedemiracos.com, and that's D-E-M-I-R-A-K-O-S. That's correct. Yes, dot com. And so, again, I want to thank you so much for coming on and, and sort of celebrating Physical Therapy Month for the month of October with thank us today. Thank you for today. having me. This was, this was great. Anytime. And next week, sort of continuing with, we're going to sort of combine our Physical Therapy Month and Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So next week, I'm going to be sort of re-airing an uh, interview I did last year, last October, with Ting Ting Kuo. She, at the time, was a physical therapist at NYU. She has since moved to Sloan Kettering. Um, and Ting Ting is a wonderful physical therapist. She's been on the show a couple of times. She's awesome. Um, but she gave us uh, insight into how physical therapists work with breast cancer patients. So uh, post-mastectomy with lymphedema and all that kind of fun stuff. So she is going to be, we'll be re-airing that next week because I will be taking a red eye back from Portland, Oregon after seeing Paul Hodges and Laura Mosley speak uh, next weekend. So I don't know that I'll be in any shape to have a coherent interview Monday at one o'clock. So next week, be sure to tune in uh, for the interview with Ting Ting Kuo. And uh, in the meantime, everyone stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, this is Nancy Tatro from Speak Spin Radio. Speak Spin Radio is an exploration of the world of communication, how it happens and how to make it better, because the quality of your communication has a direct impact on the quality of your life. Tune in Mondays at 2 p.m. on TalkingAlternative.com, where I'll be interviewing experts from business, academia, the arts, and new thought. Join me Mondays at 2 p.m. and get all your communications questions answered on Speak Spin Radio. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. 
Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. This is Tony Martinetti, the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Technology, fundraising, compliance, social media. Small and medium nonprofits have needs in all these areas. My guests are expert in all these areas and more. Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern, on Talking Alternative Broadcasting. Are you concerned about the future of your business or career? Would you like it all to just be better? Well, the way to do that is through better communication. And the best way to do that is training from the team at Improving Communications. This is Larry Sharp, host of the Ivory Tower Radio Program and Director at Improving Communications. Does your office need better leadership, customer service, sales, or maybe better writing or speaking skills? Could they be better at dealing with confrontation, conflicts, and touchy subjects? All are covered here at Improving Communications. If you're in the New York City area, stop by one of our public classes or get your human resources in touch with us. The website is improvingcommunications.com. That's improvingcommunications.com. Improve your professional environment. Be more effective. Be happier and make more money. Improving communications. That's the answer. Talkingalternative.com. 